How to manage and overcome self-doubt. Welcome to season 11, episode one. Season 11 is go, go, go. Woohoo, we're here. We are back and Fit Pro Sessions, after a mini hiatus, is back with vengeance. Super excited um, to bring you season 11. Sorry and... if that was really loud in your ears, by the way. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> um, the nice thing about season 11 is that we are coming back in small little bite-sized chunks for the whole of season 11, um, and that starts today. It does, and I don't want to say, we're, we're definitely going to have a, uh, an episode drop every Thursday, but what I really want to do is to get feedback from everyone listening, uh, some questions back, you know, as the sessions unfold to guide what it is we talk about on every episode. But I also want to say there might be more than one episode per week. So if you can, turn on notifications inside whatever app you're using and listening in on. So Spotify, iTunes, etc. And that way you're guaranteed to get a notification to say, Parallel Coaching, Neil and Haley have uploaded a new episode. Yee. Perfect. Yeah, and the idea here is that we're talking all about your progression as a fit pro. So inside Fit Pro Sessions Season 11, we're talking about what allows you to become the best fit pro mm, you can be. Exactly. Whether you're qualified or training, doesn't matter. All these tools that we're going to talk about throughout I all of Season 11. In, in some of it's like, what are the daily uh, obstacles that we face when we're training and in the early stages of being a fit pro or the veteran stages of being a fit pro and saying, you know, we all, we all um, have these obstacles. How do we overcome them? So yeah. today's obstacle is self-doubt. And it doesn't matter where you are in your journey as a fit pro. I'm sure you've, you've, you've had an element of self-doubt. Yeah, exactly. Which we're going to jump into. So exactly. should, should we get going? So let's first of all look at what self-doubt actually is. Let's name the podcast. Let's go for <laughs> how to manage and overcome self-doubt. That's the one. Perfect. And self-doubt itself is a lack of confidence in oneself or one's abilities. So it's saying I have these feelings of uncertainty, self-criticism, and that I lack confidence that I'm going to be able to do something or cope. I think self-doubt is, a, is like a roller coaster. I think we've said this on previous episodes, mm. but it feels ages ago. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but like, you know, there's certain parts of my day where I feel um, confident I can do. Mm. You know what I mean? And there's other parts of my day that I don't feel confident. And so self-doubt um, isn't this, for, I think, isn't this ongoing 24-7 label that says I suffer with self-doubt. It's associated to certain parts or situations or environments or or tasks that that unfold throughout my day it's not in everything you do it's not your overall identity mm. so you can tie your shoelaces with confidence i hope so as an adult um, <laughs> it does this is doesn't it. matter but that's a, i just wanted to give a oh, nice I'm gonna easy call you okay up. but you've got certain tasks that you do yeah. where you've got that confidence yes. Yes. you don't doubt your oh, ability in it brilliant i'm yes. keeping it simple with shoelaces oh, no, but no, no, if okay. i've offended you i apologize um and then past that point um there's other things that you don't have that confidence inside and they're the most moments that you suffer from this self-doubt yeah but we want to look at how you can manage and overcome those so that you as a fit pro aren't stalled by that self-doubt at that moment well, if we do look at the roller coaster you know there's this point where you i'm i'm i'll be honest i'm petrified i you would never see him on a, on a roller coaster but i have been on one many 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 moons ago but imagine like you're going up the ramp okay you're sitting in your car and it's at that point you're like low confidence isn't it this was a silly idea. Why am I doing this? I don't know why I chose to do this. Mm. And you get to the topic and you're like, actually, it's not too bad. Look at the view. Yeah. And then there's this point of like, you drop over the edge and you know you're safe and secure. But that's when self-doubt really kicks in. But for every down, there's an up. 
Mm. And for every loop, there's a flat. Mm. And then at the very end, you get off and you go, do you know what? That wasn't too bad. And you're smiling and laughing away, hopefully. Mm. Okay. So notice that self-doubt throughout your day goes up and down, up and down. But at the end of every day, you get off that roller coaster. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or it's at done. some point, you can get off that roller coaster. Mm. And so that's really what today's episode is about, is how do we manage, you know, if, you, if you're experiencing huge bouts of self-doubt, then maybe your roller coaster is just that little bit longer than others, and that's okay. Okay, yeah. And it's saying that at some point, with the tools and interventions, you can make this roller coaster ride shorter and get off the roller coaster and go, do you know what? I'm really pleased I experienced that. And I choose, and I and I get choose is probably the best word, not to get back on that roller coaster, or I choose at certain points that I have to get back on that roller coaster, and that's okay. But it's just a short ride. Yeah, lovely, good. Do you know what I mean? And actually, self doubt is the thing that is the biggest obstacle for the most trainee and qualified fit pros. It's the thing that comes up the most. That is the thing that stops someone. But you've just said it's kind of like this inevitable and expected thing so why should it stop us so much no completely um so there's a few things where it may come up in particular so let's go down the like preparation stage the re- the revision and... yeah so let's look at it like as a trainee fit pro to start yeah. off with like is this going to be this like self-doubt of like you know i'm not going to pass um how am i going to remember all this these muscles <laughs> we're not going to go into anatomy by the way but i did say the word anatomy <laughs> so if you've not done your revision <laughs> but there's this self-doubt of like you know underconfident in i'm bad at exams for example um i'm not going to be good I'm enough i'm not going to be good enough. i'm not going to get the score that i really want maybe mm-hmm. you've put your pin your hopes on having a really high score maybe you've said i'm too old to learn maybe i'm just too young to learn maybe yeah, like completely. all of these different things I, i'm gonna call them reasons and i don't mean that in a in a harsh way they're reasons they're your reasons and they're perfectly valid because they're you own them um but if we look at it from like a fit pro perspective and a trainee again i suppose it's saying you know i'm i i lack confidence and i doubt my ability in planning um how do i put together a program card what happens if it's too short too long how do i know i've got everything in there how do i know it's going to work how do i match that to adequate nutrition how do i help a client go through their nutrition how do i actually deliver the exercises how do i deliver the exercises what happens if i forget something what happens if i forget the idea or nasty principle what will my first session look like what happens if they don't like me what do i talk about on rest times what What if i I mess up the consultation what if they don't even attend the consultation completely and then it's things like you know asking for a sale i'm not very good at social media how am i going to go on camera no one's i don't like my own voice no one's going to like my my voice. Do you see? Do you see? This is whole, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Barrage. Like, barrage of, of, of obstacles stuff. or things that we can think up of. And, and notice this that self doubts are thoughts. Mm, they're all words, aren't they? They're all, they're all words. They're all words. They're only real on the page if we write them down. Mm. And notice our thoughts aren't real. And that's not to say self doubt isn't real in any stretch of the imagination because it's a feeling and, and feelings are real. But we can't touch our thoughts, we can't touch self-doubt, we can't see self-doubt, we can't taste self-doubt. So what is self-doubt? Self-doubt is something that we, I suppose, create in our heads that is very much real for us in that moment in time. But we can only articulate in our own words 
and our emotions and our response to that. It's mm. a reaction to that, isn't it? Yeah. And we articulate them with all those statements that you were just going through. And we through. link them to certain environments or situations such as planning, nutrition, asking for a sale, consultations, delivering exercises, completing exams. And that... The- that becomes the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the source of the it. Source the source of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It becomes, helps us find the source of it. Yeah, it yeah. becomes like the main focus. It becomes the thing that you end up thinking about mm-hmm. as the source of the self-doubt. Yes. Wicked. Okay, and it's a really common occurrence. So with all those situations you listed, I think we can uh, account for the fact <laughs> that most people have said these types of things to themselves at least once. I'm going to say everyone said something like yeah. it at some point. Well, this is actually part of, the, like, I suppose, the definition of self-doubt is this self-criticism. Mm. It's saying, I'm not good at planning. And it's a, it's, a, it's a set of words, it's a sentence we say to ourselves on a regular basis. We might not even be aware of it at times. It says, I'm not very good at camera work. I'm not very good at social media. Mm. I suck at and fill in that X, Y, and Z. Okay? And, and it's becoming aware of those, that mini self-criticism. And just know that I, I'm going to say every trainee and qualified fit pro I've ever met has the same or similar like little voice in the head that says, I'm not very good at X. Yeah. Okay. And I've heard it. We, we were driving home from a gym yesterday. Yeah, I was thinking. And I said to like, Hayley's talking about what she's just done and a class she just went to and, and how good the instructor was and talking about like what she was doing. And Hayley started beating herself up. And I'm like, stop the car. Like, stop what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> why are you beating yourself up? Where did this suddenly, this self-criticism come from of, of putting yourself down and, and building others up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When like, it we're didn't so, need to happen. It didn't need to happen. We're so, I suppose, two things, maybe a number of things actually, quick and easy at putting ourselves down and building others up, or we're very good at putting others down, but then we put mm. ourselves down even more. Mm. So if we put others down, at, let's say, I don't know, level five, we put ourselves down to level 10. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, deeper. Deeper. Yeah, exactly. We don't need to worry or care about what other people are doing because we can't control them. Well, one thing we can do is control us. Hmm. So, you know, easier said than done, I get this, but put yourself up. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Don't put yourself down. You're the the, the one person, your brain is the one thing that's on your side. Hmm. Put yourself up. And it's fair enough saying, put yourself up, like get, like stop giving yourself self-doubt, start like sorting it out basically. But what does that really mean? Like if we just left Mm. it at that point and Mm -hmm. went, nah, nah, you're fine. Just now stop, like be aware of it and and start sorting it out. It's not going to work for you. You need something that's going to be tangible that you can kind of follow the steps through. So we've got five clear steps for you to follow. Um, You follow these steps to help manage and overcome your Mm self-doubt that you have. And what I want you to do is to actually apply this. So it's a nice short episode so that you can then go and think about this afterwards and apply it and think about how you're actually going through these steps. Completely. That's what I want season 11 to become really. It's like this actionable, accountability, thought-provoking, not just like, oh, I've listened to that, that was great, which you can do, I suppose, but to, at some point, you may go, do you know what, I'm going to pause what Neil and Haley are talking about, and I'm going to write some bits down, or I'm going to ponder over this over a cup of coffee and actually think about how I could change my daily practices to progress as a fit pro. Wicked. So, number one, number one. out of five, 
is identify the source of your self-doubt. And this is what we said at the very beginning, is that this is not an overall identity. It's not something you have in everything that you do. What is the one thing that is the biggest source of the self-doubt you're feeling right now or that is stopping you? You might have lots of different areas, but just pick one of those yeah. as the source that you're going to focus on. But notice there's two stages to this. The first stage is to go, well, I, uh, for example... Uh, I'm not, this is where you're, it's okay to have this little voice in your head that is a little bit self-critical and, and don't beat yourself up. So just, just say like, it's okay to say, I'm not very good at planning. Mm. Now that necess isn't necessarily the source of your self-doubt. It's the beacon of your next step. Yeah, draws you at your attention. So to. what we're saying is planning is the issue here. And what we want to do is say, right, what's the next step? At some point, in your past, something, you've got evidence which says planning hasn't gone your way. Yeah. You have either overplanned or underplanned and created this belief that planning isn't your forte. Yes. Or maybe it's something to do with the actual gym or something to do with the exercise. taking an exam. Or whatever. But you need to take the beacon and say, well, I'm not very good at planning. Now the next step is saying, where is that guiding me. Where does it actually come from? And if you know exactly where it comes from, it will help you find the, the deeper source of that. Um, so yeah, you will need to find out what the, like, what the source is and why you feel that particular thing and then draw out those evidence so that you can go, that's where it came from. Let's move on to the second tip in managing and overcoming self-doubt, which is practice self-compassion, aka be kind to yourself. I love this one. We're so It's so easy to put ourselves down. Like we said earlier, it's easy to knock ourselves down. It's easy to knock other people down. But actually, sometimes we've got to be nice to us. I think more times we've got to be nice to ourselves. Completely. Like, it's guaranteed you're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's guaranteed that at certain points in the day, there's going to be filled with uncertainty. It's the same for everybody. But being kind to yourself and recognising this, first and foremost, and then just saying, you know, I'm going to speak to myself with kindness. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of quieten this voice in my head that is having this self-criticism and saying, you know, I'm going to be good to myself. I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm going to practice self-compassion. I'm going to, I'm going to love myself. I'm going to be the person that has my own back. Nice. And I think quite often we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to anyone else. We would never talk it's to our, point, our daughter, our partner, our mother in that same Apart way. Apart from you, Hayley. No, <laughs> <laughs> I always talk to you like that. Um, <laughs> but if we had the same kindness of how we would talk to a loved one or a friend, then if we spoke in that same way to ourselves, it would not be at all like we do with the self-doubt. So I think that really helps. That's a nice actionable task, isn't it? Is to, I suppose, make a note. Every time you are self-critical and you beat yourself up in your head, um, or maybe you do even articulate it and say it out loud, which is uh, even, I'm going to say the word worse, but it's not necessarily any worse. But you... We are what we hear ourselves say. So if we say it out loud, then it's reaffirming this belief even more. Mm. Um, but make a note of all the self-critical thoughts and that voice. And, you know, at the end of every day or the end of every week, you know, ask that question. Would I talk to my a loved, one. A loved one, my best friend, my best mate, my mum, my dad, my grandma, my children in that way? 
And I suppose that's a real if shock. If the answer is no. Well, the answer is guaranteed to be no, but it'll be a big shock to the system mm. to recognise what you're actually saying to yourself and the impact that could have on others. And then, you know, you don't even need to imagine it because because the results um, aren't coming through. That's the result it's having on your world. Yeah, does that make, exactly. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, exactly. You would never speak to someone else like it, so don't speak like that to I'm yourself. I'm a big fan of the third tip of managing self-doubt, which is seeking support. Yeah. Now, I, um, we all do, don't we, have points of self-doubt. But having people around you that understand you, that get you, that share the same self-doubts, I suppose, being in the same industry, is a big win. Yeah. I think it's a big win. And often we... I try to do things independently. We'll go, I've got it on my own. I can do it. I don't need any help or support with it. Or we think that we've kind of, we should battle through on our own. Yeah. Especially when we're talking about doing something that's uncomfortable or that you feel you're not very good at, like planning or exams or whatever it might well, be. When we tr- so we battle through yeah, on make- our own. And instead of going, actually, somewhat, being around someone else might actually be beneficial for me. I think, might help me. I think when we are tackling an obstacle... and and self-doubt is in place we're less likely to ask for help or be vulnerable enough to 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 say to somebody else i don't think i can do this and being honest with that do you know what i mean i think part of that is thinking that you're not good enough for help or support maybe so it's that like i already doubt myself why would anyone want to come and help me great point yeah. I think that's quite a key But having a, a tribe, having a group of people, a friend, family, um, I found that the best, for me personally, the best group of support is no one that's necessarily connected to my world. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, obviously you, Hayley, and friends and family, they, they're the most obvious. But actually having a group of people around me that aren't close acquaintances they're removed from the they're situation, removed from situation. That's, the best, that's an easy way of saying it um, they provide really good support because they come in with dare I say like zero judgement but 100% empathy yeah. they come in with with questions that perhaps uh, they loved ones wouldn't ask mm. yeah, because exactly. they they're, I suppose almost not worried about the answer being they're not, emotion- assert- they're not emotionally charged involved. by it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So because for. they're not emotionally involved in that situation, they're more likely to be objective, they're more likely to be able to be in a place where they can support mm. you as you or for the situation and actually be a little bit more objective to it. And one place I see this a lot is inside our parallel coaching exactly. inner circle. And inside the fit pres- fit progressions group. Because, yeah. Because that's a point where people are vulnerable. They're saying, you know, how do I do this? Or how do you do that? Or what's the best form for this? Or this didn't go quite to plan. And so it's a place to be vulnerable with support from other people to say, do you know what? I've done it this way. I'm just like you. I've had the same battle and obstacle as you had. And this is how I overcome it. Let me help you. Yeah. So if it's a safe space, people can then be vulnerable, say what they have self-doubt in, and then you can get support. So that's my favourite out of the five. Seek support. Uh, Number seek four. Support. Number four is reframe negative thoughts. I like this. This is all about being aware of actually even recognising the fact that you are being negative in the first place. So rather than saying things like... I'll never be able to do this or I'll never be able to plan or I'll never be able to pass my exam. Try thinking, I'm not sure I can do this yet, but I'm willing to try and learn. Yes. So it's much more positive. You're not um, lying to yourself 
and saying, I am good at you're, planning. I am good at planning. Yeah, I am good at planning. You're not, you're not sugarcoating this. You're not, you're, not, you're not sprinkling fairy dust over it and, and ignoring the fact that of the moment. And do you know what? It's okay to say, I'm not good at planning. Like at the end of the day, if you've not done a great deal of gym planning, it would be perfectly normal to have feelings of self-doubt and low confidence in planning being low. Mm. The only way you're going to be building your confidence and having no or limited self-doubt is through practice. Yeah. And what I like about this part is not saying the opposite and just sugarcoating it and being overly positive when you know you're lying to yourself, but instead acknowledging this negative self-doubt and saying I'm not sure I can do this yet but I'm going to learn you're giving yourself permission to go and practice Mm, it's that opportunity ahead yeah you're giving yourself the opportunity to say it's okay that I feel these feelings at the moment but in spite of that I'm going to go and give it a go which is kind of the being kind and how you would say it to someone else you would never turn around to say someone and go you're rubbish at that but (laughs) you would go here's how you could improve Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, we've used this analogy before and it, you know, it's something that my coach and mentor many years ago said to me in fitness. And he said, Neil, imagine you're going to explain everything in Crayola crayons to a five-year-old. Mm. And, and it's the same thing, isn't it? It's basically saying like, you're, you know, the, the first initial thought or belief is I'll never be able to do this. But then you're saying, right, turn up with Crayola crayons and imagine you're going to say this to a five-year-old. Well, Give it a go and do your best and see how it goes. Mm. I'll give it a try. And, and, and the five-year-old self goes, okay, let's give it a go. Oh, look, I'm actually quite good at X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you build up your confidence. So, you know, if you've got a negative thought, reframe that and think, right, how do I show up with my Crayola crayons and mm. my five-year-old self, the kid, and say, <clears throat> how do I do this? And instead of using the word never, if you ever notice that you've got the word never in there or I will never be able to do it, those types of things, remove it and you're putting in I'm not sure yet. Yes. So instead I of like never, that. it's I'm not sure yet and it gives you much more positivity about what's in the future. And the moment you use the word, and, and if we go back to this, I'm not sure uh, I can do this yet, but I'm willing to try and learn. The moment you have the word but in a sentence, you negate the first part of the sentence. <laughs> and so your brain only focuses on the last part. So notice the language or the, the types of word you, words you use. The moment you use the word but, it negates the first part of the very last thing you've said. So notice this, ready? I'm not sure I can do this yet, but negate that. I'm willing to try and learn. So all your brain really focuses on is I'm willing to try and learn, which is self-kindness. And positive. And positive. Nice, I like it. Let's go to number five. Number five is about taking small steps. Like it can be super overwhelming, can't it? When you think of the bigger goal around, like I've got to plan a full session for a client or I've got to put together all this revision for uh, uh, 50 questions in an anatomy exam. I've got to have 100 clients all saying yes to a sale. Completely. And it can be really overwhelming. So take small steps reverse engineer this big goal and say, you know, in a, I am going to try and pass my exam by the end of March, which is, you know, 12 weeks away, three months away, 90 days and saying, right, what's the small step? What must I do at the end of January and end of February in order to say I'm on track? And then I say, right, what do I need to do by the end of the first week of January, the second week of January, the third week of January, the fourth week of January to get to that first milestone marker? Wicked. And then saying, right, I've got one week and I, my aim is to do this by the end of the first week of January. What must I do on the 1st of January, the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th, the 6th and the 7th? And the moment you chunk this down and say, right, what must I do today in order to be the prerequisite to get to tomorrow? 
it's no longer overwhelming. You know in your in your in your own head that the end goal, the big the big outcome, is still there. But you're not focusing on all the things you must do in order to get there. We just focus on the one thing we have to do today. Yeah. And, and that there's a one great thing book. is a single action. There's a great book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And he focuses on, right, what's today's one thing? If I do today's one thing, I can go and do tomorrow's one thing. So you've got seven one things in a week. Mm. You've got four big one things in a month. Yeah. Okay. And potentially got... Twelve. Um, Twelve, yeah. Medium things. You, can, you see a, where we're going yeah, with this. but exactly. The moment you start breaking it down into small steps, small chunks your brain can relax and self-doubt can dwindle away quite quickly because it no longer needs to focus on the big, big outcome. It just needs to focus on the one small thing, actionable thing you must do today. Wicked. So let's bring, let's recap those five nice and quickly. So first of all, the number, step number one was identify the source. Number two was to practice self-compassion. That was my favourite. Number three was seek support. Which was my favourite. Number four was reframe negative thoughts. And number five was take small steps. So what I'd like you to do is to pause for a podcast or, or listen for the last couple of minutes really. <laughs> and then, uh, Take, take a couple of minutes in your own world and think, right, what am I going to action today out of those five steps? And what I'd like to know is which one is it going to be? So place this on your Instagram or Facebook stories, tag us in, send us an email, drop us a comment on any social media platform and say what your thoughts and feelings were of today's uh, podcast, season 11, episode one. But also like what was the what one of the five or two or three or four or five or all of them are you going to implement or be more mindful? Where of? are you going to start and what's your big takeaway from today, basically? What are you going to start with? My big takeaway, can yeah, I jump in with that? Go for it. Is that self-doubt is a process and it's this journey on a roller coaster, isn't it? And it's saying that uh, it's not going to go away overnight and that's okay, but I can spend as long as I need to on this roller coaster and it's going to have its ups and its downs. And at the end of it, I'm going to be more aware on how to manage and overcome my own self-doubt. Mm. Yeah, it's a practice. It's a, po- a process. You've got to be patient with it and you kind of just keep working your way through. Mm. My big takeaway is about being kind to yourself. And I think as you notice that you're being actually really mean to yourself compared to what you would say to other people, then it's a good sign that you're probably being more negative than you need to be. Yeah, I mean, if you think about just staying with that, if you think about the things we might say to ourselves, would we say that to a client that's that's, that's finding it hard in the gym or in their program or with their nutrition? You wouldn't be mean and, and have, you know, harsh criticism towards them and say you wouldn't only focus on the negative things you wouldn't tell them all the things that are doubtful or that are rubbish or uncertain you would actually just be like you're good at this and this you would reframe the thoughts you would seek their support you'd practice self-compassion and then you'd focus on the improvements so the big takeaway really is to um swallow our own medicine Mm. do you know what i mean (laughs) take our own medicine be kind enjoy the process and with that, brings us to the end of episode one for mm. season 11. Uh, please do tag us in on your social media. Let us know what you you thought of today's episode. It's great to be back. It's been really nice to be back. So, um, yeah, do give us some feedback. Let us know. If you're on iTunes, you can leave us a nice shiny five-star review. That always helps us find new people. It would be good for Fit Pro Sessions to get a bit of a boost in the new year uh, as we've taken a little hiatus from podcasting. 
Yeah. Uh, and like we said at the beginning, uh, every Thursday there'll be one out and there might be more throughout the week. We will see how we go and depending on the feedback we get from you guys. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget to share us on your stories as well that you've been watching. And with listening. that, we will see you uh, next time on episode number two. See you later. Bye.